Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Well, this is going to be a really awkward podcast this week. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, kind of is. Matt is at PAX East, and I am not talking to you. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I, I was uh, I was at somewhere called Galaxy's Hedge or something. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. Some kind of garden or something. Uh, look, I'll I'll be honest. I said to I said to Hui just before we arrived at Disneyland yesterday morning. I said, look, I legitimately feel guilty being here without the guys. Oh, I just I I am just so jealous that you have seen it. <sighs> look. You should be. It's great, and you're going to love it. I just, I, I know I am going to get teary when I walk out and see the Millennium Falcon just sitting there. Yeah, it is pretty impressive, and it's not the first thing you see. So you come in, you see a couple of other things, and then you kind of walk on through, and then you see it, and then you're just like, holy shit. But the thing I always find amazing, like, because I've seen a lot of photos of it, and it doesn't look super busy there. Uh, is it? I will say it is super busy, and I will also I, I I'll go into a little bit of detail about a couple of things I really liked, and then I'll mention a couple of mm. things I didn't like, and uh, and one thing in particular's got a lot to do with the crowds. Ah, yes, and that's so, why I'm planning my trip around crowds. Well, yeah, I'm I, I to would as too. Best as you can. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's great. The attention to detail is so good. You feel like you're just walking around. Uh, on Tatooine, you know, it's it's those exact type of buildings. Has to be Tatooine. Oh, I, th- I think it is, man. I think it is. <laughs> and uh, there's a cantina, which honestly, it's the highlight of it. We got drunk off our tits at about ten thirty in the morning, and uh, it was great. Yeah, it was. It was really so will good. I then? Yes. The Millennium Falcon ride is pretty good. You uh you get different jobs, and you're flying the Falcon, mm. and one of you's the pilot, one of you's the gunner, and one of you's the navigator, and uh, so everyone has a slightly different experience, which is really and cool. And that's why I'm planning to go and go on it three times. Yep, yep, at yep. least, absolutely. And you will, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely want to do each of these. Not that they're super different, but uh, they're definitely there's definitely enough difference between them that you want to do them, yeah, do them all. Um, yeah. But there's another ride there called uh, Rise of the Resistance. Resistance or something? Uh, yes. The reason I don't know what it's called is because I didn't get to go on it. And the reason I didn't was because in order to go on that ride, there is far less capacity on that ride than mm-hmm. the people that want to go on it each day. So what yeah. you have to do, you have to arrive before the park opens, which opens at 8. So we did. We arrived at 7.30. You then have to line God. up at the gates for your tickets. And when everyone yep. gets their tickets at eight, they have to use their tickets, scan their tickets with the Disneyland app, which then takes you to the Rise of the Resistance page. And you then yep. have to go into the lottery to see whether oh, you're God. allocated a spot during the day. And people all around us are suddenly cheering and suddenly bursting into tears because they either did I- or didn't get a space. I have heard amazing things about this ride, so like I. the fact you walk off and 
because it's not just a it's not just a ride. It's an experience where they yeah. have you walk out and there's like people in uniform and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I need to go on it. The the thing is, man, it's fifty fifty. Like you either get a notice saying your spot is at five thirty this afternoon, or you get a spot that just says, or you, you get an alert that Sorry, just says, "Try again." Not even try again because it <laughs> it goes instantly. So we. Yep. Uh, we we tried a minute after we were fucking around with trying to get tickets, so it was a bit stressful for us. But we still tried, yep. and then we got said that we were number one hundred and forty-five, group number one hundred and forty-five, on the waiting mm-hmm. list. So, in other words, if all the groups allocated during the day suddenly pulled out, and one hundred and forty-five other groups, one hundred and forty-four other groups on the waiting list hey, weren't interested, then we could go. That's on. not. Completely insane. I guarantee you there's more than 100 people who miss their spot every day. It's not people. It's groups. Well, groups. Our group was for four people. I could see 100 groups missing their spot every day. There were so many people there at 7.30 in the morning just to register for this ride, including us. And we drove all the way from Hollywood. Well, you've now helped me decide I'm going to go because I'm going in August. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to go for more than one day now. Yeah. and. Apparently, there are certain days of the week that are slightly higher and lower traffic than other days. Uh, mm-hmm. Find a website that calculates that and just check in advance to increase your chances. Well, that's what I've, I'm always playing because I've looked at when uh, leave is, like yep. school holidays. So we want to go just after school holidays mm-hmm. and we're planning to go on like a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I was there on a Friday and it was, you know, I mean, it's... Almost doesn't matter what day it is. It's Disneyland. Everyone's on holidays. Actually, the best day, I, I think, and this is just a theory I have. I could be completely wrong. My theory would be Wednesday is the best day, and I bring this theory from work. Okay. I feel less people call in sick to work on a Wednesday. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, Monday and Friday, you take off because, well, I'll take yep. an extra- Little weekend. I'll yep, take yep. the long weekend. If you're taking, like, the Monday off, well, I might take the Tuesday off as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the same for the Friday. You go, oh, I'll take Thursday, Friday off. But Wednesday, I think, just sits there by itself. And I think yeah. less people call in sick on you Wednesdays. got to go to work on Wednesday. I've got no numbers or facts to back it up. It's just oh. what I think. Yeah, to hell with that. To hell with that. But I think there's a scientist out there that could work it out for me. If you're a scientist, write in podcast at Multiple Nerdgasm or get in touch with us on social media. We're on... Uh, Everything. Yeah, we're on everything. We're just, just Except TikTok. Us. Oh, we're definitely not on TikTok and never will be. No. And I'm not because I'm taking a stand, but like we do poorly enough on the ones we are on, let alone yeah, so we joining a new okay. one. Have you, have you installed TikTok at all? No. No, 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 no. That, no I, I installed not. TikTok. Um, okay. You could lose yourself for hours doing nothing. <laughs> like, seriously, well, you the just- internet. They're flipping videos just so, and then just you look up and an hour's gone. But what kind of videos are these? Is it just the Instagram of video? You remember Vine? Oh, yeah, I remember Vine. It's Vine, except a the videos Van- can, be, can be longer. There's a reason Vine died, isn't there? I don't I think they, at the time, they couldn't work out how to monetize it. Okay. And I think that's the actual reason, because there are a lot of people who sort of started their careers on there and now YouTube thing, celebrities, and yeah, I just, I don't think they could work out how to make money off it. Fair, fair. 
which happens with a lot of um, internet th- apps and stuff. Yeah, right. Like, you have yeah. to make money somehow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, look, we for the don't. rest of the park, there was one other thing I didn't get to do in Galaxy's Edge, which was the lightsaber making, because uh, I didn't want to actually make one. I just uh, wanted to kind of hang around in there and watch, and you can't. So it, oh, costs, you. it costs the full $200 to even go in. Oh. You're allowed to take one guest in with you, uh, but the, it's not open to the public unless you're you're actually in there, uh, you know, strictly business. Okay. Well, I will be making know. one. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would be. Yeah. The, I, uh, I the merch shops in there are pretty cool. Uh, they're not cheap. The stuff's not cheap. So, you know, bring your checkbook. But, well, the uh, one thing I have to realise, this is not my expensive trip to Disneyland. Right. That will be next year for my 40th. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go nuts trip. Yeah, that's the go nuts. That's where we're staying at the hotel, we're st- at yeah. the Starliner or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This is yeah. this is not that trip, but I will need a lightsaber. Yeah, of course. You definitely will. You definitely will. And maybe a droid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's great though. I was uh, Oh man, the cantina. We we got hammered, man. We got hammered because we went in didn't get the tickets to the uh the ride. Went on the Millennium Falcon ride. We're like, yeah. And then we're like, okay, let's check out the cantina. We had to line up a little bit to get in there too. Yep. And uh, and then we're like, hey, we're in. Let's go nuts. And we did. We we went nuts. I've heard that drinks there can be quite expensive as well, though. Uh, Some of the not cocktails. Not any more expensive than you would expect to find food or drink at Disneyland. Okay. Then. Yeah. And I th- other than that secret bar that no one's allowed in, I think this is the only other place in Disneyland you can get a drink drink. We we had beer in Euro. Oh, yeah, Euro Disney's different. Yeah. And I swear I had a beer in Florida when I went with Matt, but I might be wrong. Oh, yeah, I don't know about Florida. That's the one Disney I've not been to, but uh, well, other than, you know, all the crazy ones in China and the well, unlicensed I've, ones I've only got, in China. I've only got Disney Sea and Shanghai to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Been to Better go to China then, man. Better go to China. Not yet, though. Not yet. Just might give it a couple of months. under control. Yeah. 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 They might be moving the Olympics, man. Really? Yeah. Tokyo Olympics are, are saying, yeah, stand by. <laughs> well, it would be sort of crazy. It would. Well, by that time, it's going to be all over the world, so who cares? Yeah. Just accept it. Let's all, let's all just. Remember when we were kids, it's all got chicken pox. Everyone said. The kids there to all get it. Let's just do that for the coronavirus. Yeah, we're I at agree. that stage. Let's stop yeah. trying to hide from it. Just accept yeah. that it's here to stay. Everyone who's going to get it, let's make them get it, and let's work out the cure. Yep. They've finally uh, admitted though that they made a mistake not letting anyone off that boat. Yeah, because they just let it fester in there. Yeah, if the boat had docked, we could have gotten the sixty people off and quarantined them, and now yep. there's six hundred people that have got it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know what they were thinking there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, had I just came in, just why, why, waving your hands widely, going, "That is, a, we just had a terrible idea to infect everyone with coronavirus." Yeah, <laughs> probably is, but eh. probably is, but you know, try it. Hey, try it. If people are getting their scientific facts from us, they've got bigger problems. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We do have at least one scientist that listens to this podcast, so let's see if they write in. Yeah. But you're, you've often been touted, Luke, as the sensible one on this podcast, right? Yes. God yes. knows how it got to that point. 
No, but, it's scary uh, when I'm the sensible one. Yeah, but you are. So I want to. I just want to run a scenario by you to see mm-hmm. what your assessment of the situation is. Right. Okay. So we're in the cantina, mm-hmm. and we're ordering drinks, and we all order a different drink because we figure we're going to try everything. We'll try each other's, and yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So we order. You know, we order the Bantha milk and. Uh, we order some rocket fuel and all these other kind of Star Wars themed drinks, and and one of them gets put down, and it's got this weird foam on the top, right? And the bartender Is this the said, "Dry ice one." Uh, no, it's not dry ice, but it is. It, it's it's just some kind of some kind of foam. And the bartender put it down and says, "Don't snort the foam." Now it would have never have occurred to me to snort the foam. Right now, what he but if he now, just put he it down to it. and said nothing, but now I have to snort the goddamn foam, right? What happened? Well, we tried it first, and and, and our like lips and gums went numb. I don't know what okay. this shit is, right? But um, then, of course, I, I was like, well, I'll 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 snort it now and see what happens. And of course, but my brain went numb. Okay, so I think I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I think it's liquid nitrogen. Oh. This is a new thing that's starting to come out into cocktails. Right. It's it's one of these things, like, it can make for great-looking cocktails, but it is also very dangerous. And it was really weird. And if it is that, I probably shouldn't have snorted it. Mm. So I understand why he told me not to. But at the same time, not saying a goddamn thing would have been the best way to not get anyone to do it. Yep. Yeah. I think that yeah, you can't tell people not to do something, especially when mm. there's alcohol around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what would exactly. be a terrible idea? Drinking these really quickly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Matt's not here. Did we say that? Yeah, we said that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Because yeah. he's at Pax East. He's at Pax East, which I think I'm going to do next year as well. Okay. I'm so you're going to head over 40th. next year around this time, or are you going to spend a couple of months over there? I think I'll spend a couple of months. Because okay. my birthday is in April. Yeah. And so if I get there February, go to PAX, sure. bum around in Matt and Jenna's basement for a month. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. I might head up to Canada. Is your wife going to be happy to live in a basement for a month? Well, she may probably won't be coming with me. Okay. Well, no, it's next year I've got like a year off work. So I've got like oh, a ton of, of leave. Of course. I don't think I'm going to take the entire year. I think I'm only going to end up taking three months because mm-hmm. a year off doing nothing is a long time. <laughs> Unless no, my Twitch career takes off. Yeah, well, but, you know, you're going to need time to let that gain traction, man. So mm. see how um, you go. That's one thing. I'm thinking. I'll travel for a couple of months. I'll do one month solid Twitch, and then yep. we'll decide what I do for the other nine months. Okay, okay, that sounds good, man. But yeah, you get so a lot of gaming into that. You can get a lot of gaming into three months when you don't have to go to work. Don't have to go work. I have fast internet because I have yep. Matt's gigabit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and they just have to accept I'm not wearing pants. Yeah, they'll just. I think they've accepted it already. Yeah. You know, if you go, if their parents are over or something, you can you can whack on your onesie. You know, just yeah. to be, yeah. Actually, it's winter over there now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think I might be wearing pants. It's coming out of winter. It's coming out of winter. Yeah, yeah, but their coming out of winter is still freaking cold. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in California and it is freezing in the morning and the night and then boiling during the boiling day because yeah, that's I remember, the desert. remember the last time I went there, I think it was for E3, it was the last time I was mm-hmm. in the States. And yeah, I remember getting there and just the day is just, just unrelentingly hot. Yeah, yeah. Then got cold at night. Man, Disney and then I got drunk. Fucking killer when it's hot. And then went on a Kevin Smith podcast. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. The only time I've listened to his podcast, and it was absolutely worth it. You, what I find weird is I can't listen to that podcast anymore. <laughs> really? Like I now went that you've on seen it, it, and I have not been able to listen to an episode after. Ah, oh, that's funny. And it's a shame because I actually do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just I I worry. I worry that maybe someone called me out for some of my shit on future yeah. episodes or something. <laughs> I might be a recurring joke or something. <laughs> Man, just just the thought that that might be a thing is going to entice me to listen to another episode. I'll let you know. Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. Yeah, great, great. Uh, you know what you can play once you're in your, uh, your hardcore three-month video game binge? Yeah. Uh, you could play Peace Island. Have you seen this? Peace Island? Yeah. Cannot so this, say that uh, this is an open world adventure game set on main island, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you play as a cat, and you've got to band together with the other cats because all the humans on the island disappear. And this looks really interesting. It does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is on Stro- Kickstarter. A story, yeah, it's on Kickstarter, but it's already doubled its goal. So it's definitely going to happen. Well, let me just double check. Is it on, going to be coming to console? I don't Unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, with that. these, a lot of the time that. they just come to. Just for uh, PC, I know. Just, because, just, just due to the size of it, sometimes it's hard to get like, yeah. this type of game, this niche game there. But I will be yeah, back here. Yeah. Look, somebody could jump on this, you know, if it's really successful. But it just sounds great. An interactive story-driven experience will focus on discovery and exploration. The player has the opportunity to experience multiple divergent storylines as they approach the ultimate decision. Are the humans even worth bringing back? No, they're, they're, they're not. <laughs> so it's a survival game, but it's also kind of existential. This sounds fucking great. I really want to play this. Ooh. No, I, I will, I'm backing this right now. Um, what, what level? Because I'm one of these people, I do like to back games like this that I yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I think this looks good too. Um, let me see if, if they're playing oh, on, on. this Mac compatible and then I can see if I can back it too. Actually, has this... Actually, this might be done. Oh. Yeah, this is done. <laughs> okay, so we're yep. late to the party. We're very late to the party. Well, there you go. So you yeah, can't back it. And actually, they might actually be getting close to releasing this now. Okay, and it is going to be on Mac. There you go. An open world adventure game with cats. It's made for you, man. It is made for you. You can literally play it with your cats around you for a full immersive experience. Well, that does help because I do have a particular cat that does like to play games with me and record podcasts sometimes. (laughs) Is that cat there now? It is not, unfortunately. Because we're recording... Because um, it's a different time. Different time. Normally record a yeah. bit later, so they're off doing... Their, they, they keep to their normal schedule. They're doing their daytime stuff now. 
Yep. So I think they're yep. asleep in the lounge room now, and then a little bit later they'll be sleeping in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What a life. What a life. Yep. But no, I will be keeping an eye out for this, and I may buy this for Hannah because yep. Hannah, ah. Hannah's a PC gamer. Yes. Yes, I this try. could definitely be something I can see her getting on board. Mm. You know, I probably play more PC games now than console games purely because it is very rare that I have the time to sit in front of my television and put a game on, whereas I'm on enough planes and at airports and all of that kind of stuff that, you know, I'll, I'll open up Steam or I'll open up GOG and, and play. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of inverted to the point where I play more of that stuff than anything else now. Well, I've got, like... A really good gaming PC. I've also got a really good gaming laptop, but I just mm. have. I still just end up going to console. Yeah. Just because I have trouble sitting these days. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm fine sitting, but if I sit for an extended period and I get up, it just causes yeah. a lot of pain. Regrets. Yep. So that's why I now, um, yeah, I, I've got my recliner. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I. That's how I do it now. I'm get, I'm not an old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. We are. We are. Falling apart. But I can still keep up with the young kids. Actually, yeah. I do. So I went and saw Spam a lot yesterday. Oh, how was that? It was really interesting. Yeah, um, that's great. I found it very strange because I brought my tickets very late and it was in Canberra we get like a very short run. Yeah, right. Spamalot came to Canberra. That's great. So now here for a week. I've got my tickets very late, and the only tickets I could really get easily were the on-stage tickets. And I'm thinking, oh, they're probably what? just going to be like sitting off to the side and like uh-huh. really bad seats or something. No, I was on stage in the show. What? What? How does yeah. that work? So they do. They They put on the show, and then they were sort of like, Try and include the people sitting on the stage. So at one stage, wow, because Hannah is not an audience participation person, like sure at all. Yeah, yeah. So they were coming over to get her, and she's like pushed me in front of them, <laughs> and I had to get up on stage and do the can can with the French wow. army. Oh wow! Uh, how'd you go with that, Luke? Uh... Well, I did great. Okay, because I can do stuff like that, and then I'll pay for it later. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did so, uh, okay? Do you feel that your your acting classes that you've been taking improved your performance? Do you think I you think were more prepared did. for I had, stage work? I had a quite because there was a few times where I participated in the show <laughs> and prompted or unprompted. No, no, prompted. Sure, and and I, I was able to ham it up a little bit, and I think some of my past acting experience helped. Okay. Yep. And I had a few people come up to me and they thought I was a plant. Oh, yeah, man. That, that's the ultimate compliment. Yes, that's what I thought. I, no, just brought tickets and that's where I'm sitting. You'd think, though, that if there was going to be an audience plant, they would pick someone whose appearance was a little more conspicuous than yours? Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Like who blended in a bit more? Like not, not the orange and pink hair wearing a kilt and a leather jacket. Yeah. I will say this, the first kick in the can-can, mm-hmm. I realised was a little high. Sure. Okay. And then I had to yep. bring it back down because I remembered I was wearing a kilt. <laughs> was there a reaction from the audience at that point? Um, no, Did there wasn't, noticed? but 
This is one thing. I don't know if this is what you're meant to do. This is something I'm really good at, though. When I'm on stage, I don't actually see the audience. Sure. Okay. You're already into the method. I'm not a method actor, but I think maybe take you that might back. Be, Luke. Maybe I am, but no. Even because even today I had class and I was doing a monologue I'm working on, but mm-hmm. and it's something I, I noticed today. I don't actually pay attention to the audience at all. Sure. Well, that's good. I'm sure maybe? that's what people work towards. Yeah, I don't care if they're there or not. Fair. No, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, no, I, I I thought it was just. Better because I'm better with film, but maybe I don't know. Do you forget that the camera's not there when we're shooting on film? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's also positive. I don't know. You tell me where I stand and where I look, and then I'm engaged in the scene and my who I'm playing. Method starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I am I. (laughs) But I make fun of them so much. So how was the play? Because I, I like I, I'm a fan of musicals, and I'm certainly a fan of Monty Python, and this is mm-hmm. both. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Yeah, like it, it was fun. It was like it was the the Sydney. It was like the Australian productions. Sure. So Sydney cast. They came down to Canberra, and no, I, I enjoyed it. I don't mind musicals, I but I prefer comedies. Oh yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, going to yeah. go see Cats or <laughs> I can't think of any other musical. No, that's Is Cats fair. even that's a musical? Fair. It is. It is, yeah. It, it is. is. Uh, you, you probably wouldn't enjoy that uh, either. Or maybe you would. You know what? Maybe you would. I think the, the extent of the musical I've seen is, uh, was Wicked. That's that's the level of musical sure. I would go. Cause okay. It's got some jokes in there. Yeah. That's the level of seriousness you'll go, you mean? Yeah. 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 But you prefer it at the spectrum of Book of Mormon? Yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen Book of Mormon three times now. Have you? Wow. It doesn't get better with each viewing. It, it No, I, I can't imagine it would. I love it. It was great, and especially <laughs> when me and Matt got to see, like, the original cast in New York yeah, so many years I, ago. Yeah, I am disappointed. I, I saw the second New York cast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that original cast, I think they brought something I don't think everyone will ever be able to match. Yeah, yeah. Just so, bragging. Do you know that there's currently a Back to the Future musical in preparation? No. Yeah. There's... I can sort of see it, though. Yeah, I, I don't quite know how I feel about this. Like, that's not something I'm asking for, but if it was to come out, I would probably go and see it. Yeah, I might as well, and I don't... I'll hold judgment. I'll hold judgment. I think it's one of those things. I think it's one of these things that can work because you know the sh- you know the story, you know the show. Yeah, so they could do it kind of ironically with a lot of dramatic irony. Yeah, change a couple of things up that you're expecting to happen, and that I can see. I just don't know if I want them to burst into song. Yeah, that could be interesting. Because I, I know- remember a show I did go and see was the oh, Groundhog Day. Went, oh. oh, that wasn't a musical. That was a play. A th- Re- a really? A serious play of Groundhog Day. Yeah, it, it was in New York. It didn't it didn't get a very long uh, viewing uh, sh- run. Run, that's the mm-hmm. word. 
Yeah. But the biggest joke in the entire thing was a rape joke. Oh, goodness. Yep. You know in Groundhog Day where there's that part where he's, like, picking up that the girl, like, talks to oh. her one day, go, so so what's your name, all this, and then... Oh, yeah, next and then he tricks yeah, her into having like, sex with her. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's basically, yeah, that's that was basically along oh. those lows. Yeah. Huh. And there's like, a oh, this is a wonderful it. night. It's the first time I've time. experienced anything like this, and it's well, first time you've experienced it. Oh my god! <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, times have changed. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they put that in the play. That was definitely in it. Biggest joke of the play. Wow. wow. But so, I think, and this is why I think it can sort of work with Back to the Future. It's I know there's no rape jokes or anything, but it's it's Isn't that story. There? Mate, there's a whole fucking subplot <laughs> where he's going to try to rape his own mum so that his dad can come and save her. Oh, God, there is too. Yes. <laughs> but but it's a story you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think it can work. So, yeah, let, let, let's wait for it to come out. We'll go see it. We'll all go see it together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's all go see it together, and we'll make a collective uh, judgment on it. Yeah. You know what? There'll never be though. There'll never be a Back to the Future reboot or remake. Bob Gale, no. producer of the original film and rights holder, has said no. He will not allow this Hollywood trend to touch his so, movie franchise. So, so until he's dead, and then someone else gets the rights, <laughs> yeah. there won't be one. Yeah. Now, let me see if Bob Gale has a son. He's the yep. money-hungry son. Just needs to buy some more Coke. Yeah, you're probably right. But no, I, I can honestly, I, I, I agree with that. You can't reboot that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I you, mean, there was the short-lived children's cartoon show in the 90s of Back to the I Future. Which I think that's that was fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, just a little, little peripheral you- bit of content is is, is okay. But yeah, no, a reboot or yeah, you couldn't even sort of do a sequel because, well, not for Michael J. Fox. I think I'd like to see him come back to it. Mm. But I don't know how he would go. Yeah. Now, because what, I don't. What's re- sad is that Michael J. Fox could almost play Doc Brown in a reboot mm. if but his health was better. Christopher Lloyd, I just. He, he he should not be allowed to be in things anymore. <laughs> Poor thing. He really yeah. is. And so it's like, I don't think he... Because when me and Matt went and saw him at uh, Supernova, it was, it was a little depressing seeing him. Yeah, it was depressing hearing about that when you guys talked about it. Yeah, it's, it was just... It's never nice to, to see old people you love getting to the other side of old. Yeah, he just felt like it was a little confused and things, but then he's still he's still acting. Like he's still in a lot of stuff that's still Which is great, but yeah, it's just it was a little disheartening to yeah, meet him. Yeah. One of my favorite eighties movies is Clue, the the game mm-hmm. uh, sorry, the the film based on the Cluedo board game. And yep. uh and he's in that and it was the first the first thing I'd seen him in other than Back to the Future, and he plays like this rapey psychiatrist. And I was as a kid, I was like, oh God, that's it's not Doc Brown. You know? And I've come to really love that movie, but at at first that was that really shocked me. 
And that well, is being remade this year. That I can see. Yeah. Because there's been a few attempts at that, but yeah, that that doesn't really hold that. That's that place in my heart where no, you can't touch that. Eh, remake it. I don't care. I wonder if they'll do what they did originally, which was they shot three endings, and it depended on which cinema you went to, as to what ending you saw. I think you could do that a lot easier now as well. Yeah, especially if it was like a if this was a straight to Netflix or something. There's a yeah. Uh, there's a bit of scope there, isn't there? Well, because then you also get the thing where it is a lot easier now to... You could watch that and then you can go, okay, and now show me the other ones. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because actually, if you if you got this years later on VHS, uh, as I did, uh, they just you had all three endings end. back to back. Oh, you, they did? Yeah, they just stacked them. And they were oh, like, okay. I wonder if it happened like this. I wonder if it happened like this. And I used to think as a kid, like, that's an odd way to end a film. But then, yeah. Did, did, I think Clue maybe helped you realise that people play characters and they're not themselves in shows. Yes, yeah, that's true. Because actually, when I was a kid, my two favourite movies were Indiana Jones, Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yep. And it took me a long time to reconcile that it was Harrison Ford in both of those. Yep. Well, if you do look, like, they are very different. Yeah, they're different But also enough. the same. Yeah, yeah. But when you're a kid, you just think, fucking these characters are awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one's got a scruffy beard and the other one doesn't. Well, it's not the same guy then. Yep. you got to be careful, though, if they did put this on Netflix and they did have a little choose-your-own-adventure ending, um, they might get sued. Because Bandersnatch, the, uh, the one-off film from the producers of Black Mirror that was a choose-your-own-adventure film, uh, is mm-hmm. now being sued by Choose Your Own Adventure. I think there was an update on this. I think that they they allowed it to go to court, but I think they didn't win. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, good, I believe it's, it's not Choose good. Your Own Adventure, but uh, yeah, yeah, I believe I could be wrong, but yeah, I believe they yeah they they didn't win, which I don't think you should. Like, no, I th- I think I think. Uh, because everyone knows to choose your own adventures books, and then you stop reading them when you're about ten. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's there was a lot of knockoff choose your own adventures back in the day too. Did they mm-hmm. did they all get sued? I think the reason why they were going after this one is because they actually used the choose your own adventure, and they actually refer to the books as well. Like <laughs> this is like a choose your own adventure book. Like yeah, sure. But I find when that happens, when when characters in the film reference something, you're, you're essentially, uh, I don't know, maybe you're right, but because I remember that True Detective season one, Nick Pizzolatto got sued because one of the characters quotes um, Tom Legato and he's even got a Tom Legato book next to his bed. And then Tom Legato tried to sue for plagiarism. But they were like, no, we didn't plagiarize you. We fucking quoted you. Which... It's a fine line. It is a fine line, isn't it? And I don't. So there are some times where I agree with people going after people for copyright, and there are other times I'm like, really? This is one of those times where I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, because if anything, man, no one's reading your books anymore, and maybe a little shout out can do, you know, a little. Well, that's what I think. Your career. I, I think they're still doing well in sales. As I said, like you read them as a kid, and then you stop. Yeah. So they might still be kicking around, but with this, it's a different format, like yeah. completely. And yeah, 
There, yeah. there are times where I think sometimes, but there are times with copyright. The reason why you do see lawsuits is because they have to sue. Yes, they have to that's go right. after people because that's part uh, of trademarks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, there are some times where I find it doesn't happen more in songs. Songs always always confuse me with copyright. Yeah, it's a fine line, all these it? songs like. We're sampling all these songs, and I'm sort of like, but you're creating nothing new. You're just yeah. mashing all sampling them together. Sampling is different. Yeah, when when people sue because they've stolen melodies and things, and it's like, dude, that's just the A minor major scale. You know what I mean? Like this, you, you can't steal music, and unless you're literally just sampling it yeah. and putting it in your song. But evidently, in which that's case- okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That, yeah, that's always confusing. And what happened recently is the Girl Scouts used to own the rights to the kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Yeah. That was it sounded evidently a Men at Work song or something. Mm-hmm. Had the same stars as that. The Girl Scouts didn't care, but they sold the rights to it, and then the company that brought the rights went after them. And I'm really... <laughs> yeah. Transference of rights is is a tricky one with me too. Like, I could understand if they transferred the rights and then the song came out. They go, well, no, you can't use that. But the song's been out for 40, 30 years. Like, yeah. Well, you I knew remember it was there when, when you were buying it. When Michael Jackson outbid the Beatles for the rights to the Beatles songs mm. and he was allowed to perform them, but the Beatles weren't. To yeah. me, that just meant it was a flawed system to begin with. Yeah. I think the whole the, the whole idea is flawed, but it needs to be there. But I just don't think they've got it right. Yeah, yeah. Just let me decide. Yeah, we should just let you decide. From now on, let anyone, if you've got things. a legal dispute, write in, and we'll let Luke uh, handle that. I believe we've even got a jingle for that. Pretty sure we do. Hmm. See if we can Matt, dig that see out. if you could find it and insert it here. Hey, uh, that's a jingle we have in the library called What People Should Be Able to Sue For. I felt like it needed more context since it's fairly nonsensical. Uh, Back to the show. If we don't, write a new one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it would have been cool, though? Uh, Because I think the Bandersnatch target audience are probably, for the most part, not everyone, because it is quite mainstream as well as right on there on Netflix, but... They're people like us who grew up with Choose Your Own Adventure books. Mm-hmm. And if they'd actually partnered with the creators of Choose Your Own Adventure and called this Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure, I think that would have been awesome, you know? I so could they, see they, that there could be a way where they could do that without just ripping off the idea. I think what would have been good as well is there could have been a way that there was like a you got a couple of choices throughout the entire thing where you had like a, you could hold your thumb on the page. So if you didn't like the what you got, you can go back. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. I think you, you you're allowed to do it like twice in the movie. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, that's fabulous. Because everyone did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was so easy to just make a wrong choice and die. Yeah. Like, do you go left or right? You went right. Uh, you're dead. Yeah, that, that was pretty unforgiving, those books. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Video games were unforgiving back in those days, too. Man, it was tough being a kid, you know? It really was. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I still go back and I try and play, like, um, old, like old, those old games where you get you get three lives. Yeah. That was it. it. That's right. If you, yeah. if you died, there was no, 
oh, I'll just go back to the start of the level or my last checkpoint. No, you restart the game. Yeah, yeah, every time. And I remember games like Double Dragon. If you were playing co-op with someone, you shared mm-hmm. the lives. So if you were better than them and you were avoiding death, but they were getting hit, well, it didn't matter. They were using the lives. Well, Double Dragon was the worst because you could get to the end of the game and then you have yeah. to fight each other to see yeah, who actually that's wins. That's so good. I remember Dave's I was playing got a great with- story about that, that him and his brother d- were playing it every day after school and then one day they decided, fuck it, we're going we're gonna to win this game. So they just brought down a whole bag full of 20-cent pieces and, uh, and just played and played and played until they finally beat it, finally beat the big boss. And then had to fight each other, and his big brother won, and he cried all the way home. I, um, I've also played with Dave. I've, we finished it together. Yeah. He got to the end, knew the fight was coming up. I had a little bit more health than him, so I went, yeah. I'll just kill myself quickly so I come back with full life. Oh. That counted at his death, I won. Well, you know what? Oh, really? That's great. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably him trying to, trying to get his own comeuppance from- uh, Getting, you know, get, losing to Spawny all those years ago. But, yeah, uh, but then he lost to me, which is even Fabulous. worse. Yeah, that is even worse. Yeah. Imagine losing to me, especially losing at chess. Oh, man. If you've ever lost to chess at Luke, well. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah you're probably still embarrassed about it to this day, I would imagine. <laughs> People use iPhones, but that's a lie. <laughs> no, I found that really interesting. Apple don't allow villains to hold iPhones in movies where Apple are a sponsor and people are using iPhones. Is there a reason behind it? Yeah, they, they just don't want, don't they want, just want their, their phone associated with bad people. Yeah, that's right. So actually, there's there's a self-contained spoiler in Knives Out. If someone's oh. holding an iPhone, and some of them are, it means they're good. They're not the murderer. Yeah. Well, now I know that. That's going to actually ruin things for me, especially because <laughs> they're talking about making a Knives Out 2. Oh, yeah. Just look for the iPhones. Yep. But, but, uh, I can sort of see, too. but I also find it, it's one of those things that's pretty annoying. Uh, my friend Brian was telling me that- uh, Say hi just... to Brian for me. I will. I will. He's here. I well, miss I'm Brian. Here. He's always here. Yeah, I'm visiting him. I'm seeing him after this. Yeah. Tell him I say hi. I will. My friend Brian from Hollywood. And I will see him in August. Yeah, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. So he was telling me that he's just done a series of documentary films for the beef industry. And they've profiled them or about them? Just profiled a bunch of people that are kind of brand ambassadors for the beef industry, like, uh, you know, like Paralympics and, and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's told he's not allowed to mention any foods that aren't beef. And he kind of thought, okay, yeah, no meats that aren't beef, fine. That that kind of makes sense, you know. Uh, but no, at one point someone says, yeah, I love having beef and potatoes for dinner. Cut and have potatoes? The edit, they were like, cut that, cut it out. And he's like, he says beef and potatoes. And they're like, yeah, yeah. but we don't want to throw any free publicity towards the potato industry. What? Yeah. but. To me, that's still that they go together. Like that's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. Yeah. So the line got cut. So now you don't know what the guy has for dinner. They would rather not the shout out to beef, 
so that no one knew he also had potatoes. That's like I don't no, I'm so confused. People are weird. Yes, they are. They, they... Yeah, that's why I asked like if it was for the beef or about them because yeah, stuff like that you can change the way things go and it was definitely for beef. I don't mind beef and potatoes. Oh yeah, man. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Especially a bit of mash. Oh, I want mashed potatoes now. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, this yeah. is why they wanted it cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not you're not <laughs> salivating over beef right now. You're salivating over mashed potatoes. Yeah. We've got some other potato news this week. You're going to have to walk me through this because I've just read the start. And so this is what we have in the spreadsheet. Doctor says, don't put potatoes in your anus. Yeah. So that was the headline I read during the week, and uh, I was intrigued. Uh, now, I've never put a potato in my anus, but nor did I think that doctors were likely to say, hey, how come you've not been putting any potatoes in your anus? I, I assumed that, uh, that that was just not a thing doctors yeah. uh, even needed to warn you against. But apparently, the internet has decided some point that putting frozen potatoes up your ass is a good natural remedy for hemorrhoids. And scientists and doctors are here to say it's not. Oh, it scares me that stuff like that gets to the point where doctors have to come in and yeah, go, Enough no. people were doing it that they were like, guys, stop it with the potatoes. It's, it's so scary how people get their information from the internet and then they take that as fact and go, well, guess i got to put a potato up my ass. Yeah. Rather than going to see a doctor. And go, he, he just puts this cream on it, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but I find it weird because you can just go to a chemist and pick up some cream. Yeah, yeah. It might yeah. be a bit embarrassing. Sure. But sure, it'd be a lot less, it'd be a lot more pleasant than sticking a potato up there. Not only that, what if something goes wrong with the potato? You'd then have to have the more embarrassing encounter of going to the doctor and instead of saying, hey, I need a bit of topical cream, you'd have to go to the doctor and be like, yeah, there's a potato lodged in my rectum. Yeah. Well, you do have – there's a lot of medical shows like Scrubs and everything where they talk, joke about having like the ass box, the stuff that comes out of people's <laughs> asses, and it's probably true. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. We should ask somebody who would know. If you it know – if people, if hospitals have a box of things people have stuck up their ass, uh, write in podcast at multiple orgasm or find us on uh, social media and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. See, I, I I reckon they definitely have like the X-rays, but having the box of the stuff that's in there, I don't think is true because <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to keep for it. a lot of it. You go, I'd want to take that home with me. Yeah, depending on what it is you've lost. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Would you though? I don't know. I'd well, probably I don't want know. to see that thing again. Well, I'm trying to get in the head of the, a person who would do this, and mm. I think they would, depending on what it was. Do you think that anyone, and maybe this is just because I'm in Hollywood right now and I'm just, you know, like the magic of the movies is all around me. Do you think mm -hmm. anyone's rogered themselves either anally yes. or vaginally with, yes. a, with an Academy Award? Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's unlikely that no one has ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it has happened have. and it probably happens, I wouldn't say like every year, 
but it'd be every three to four years, I reckon someone does it. <laughs> yeah, that's very specific. Yeah. So what? I guess what we should do is we should get a list of people that um, that won them four years ago. And just <laughs> just ask. Think are likely to. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> We should we should turn up on the uh, red carpet. We should get a press pass one year ah, for the Oscars. Just turn up interviews. on the red carpet, and we should only ask that. If you win tonight, Anna Faris, will you be putting that inside you? Anna Faris, was she go know, to? I know that's that's where that's, that's where my head went. That's where my head went. It's because in Entourage, E dates Anna Faris. Sure, like I like Anna head. Faris, but I'm not seeing her <laughs> pick it up winning an Oscar. No. Okay. Two things then. We need to get Anna Faris an Oscar nom. We need to either yep. cast her in something that, you know, is, is Oscar bait or we need to just find out what she's in next year and just really push it and then yep. we need to try to encourage I'd her be, to masturbate with her. I, I would be okay with this because I like Anna Faris, so I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing her win one. Okay. Well, there you go. Let's do it. Anna Faris, 2021. Yep. Best actress. Fox 2022. Should we talk about Dean Koontz uh, prophesizing the coronavirus 20 years ago? We're calling him a prophet now? Yeah, yeah. Dean Koontz wrote a book in 1981. Christ, that's, that's, that's nearly 40 years ago. It nearly is. And in that book, he wrote about a deadly virus that started in Wuhan, China. I mean, that's, that's the extent of it. That's the that's, oh, that, 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 that is it? That's it. That's literally oh. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure there's more than one book out there about that, but we'll yeah, give we it to- Yeah, we can find him. That's probably true. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it to Dean. Yeah, look, it's called The Eyes of Darkness, and copies of this have apparently uh, suddenly become very sought after. So people want to know what's going to happen, how it's going to end? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, I will give this. This is probably better than predictions than some other things like Notre Dame and stuff. Yeah, it's because, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Because have, have you ever read any of his so-called predictions? Nostradamus? Nah, nah, nah. They are. If you read them, they make no sense. Right. They are written pretty much in a different language. Because I read a book once where I had his prediction, and then <laughs> well, they probably they are written in people- a different language. They went, like, here's what we interpret this to be. And I'm looking at it going, no. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, that's just, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to put it out there. Dean Koontz, better at predicting the future than Nostradamus. Well, you heard it here first, people. Mm-hmm. Heard it here first. Has he weighed in on this at all? I think he's just enjoying the fact that this book is now in print 40 years on. Because mm. Dean Koontz books haven't exactly become classics, right? They're like Choose Your Own Adventure. Everyone reads them when they're a kid, and then, yeah, just stop. Yeah. I will say I've n- never read any of his work, but I do know a lot of people who did, and You've he was never like- never read Dean Koontz? No. Huh. I, I, I skipped that. Okay. I what don't were know, you I... reading while we were reading Dean Koontz? Star Wars. Oh, fair, fair. Yep, Star Wars. Uh, oh, uh, there was someone who wrote a lot of books that I actually quite liked that got made into movies. Um, Jurassic Park and Drummond of Strange. Oh, yeah, Michael Crichton. Yep, I used to read a lot of him as well. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because mm. mm. he was sort of like, I, it's a bit like Dean Koontz, but just more for sci-fi. <laughs> You're saying Michael Crichton <laughs> is the Dean Koontz of sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Is that a compliment or an insult? I don't know that it is. <laughs> I've said it. That's it's crazy. out there. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, should we head over to the after party? I'll see you in there. Well, actually, because Matt's not here and I can't get in trouble for it right now, I'm going to call it After Dark. Oh, sure. Let's both just call mm. it After Dark the whole time. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't called it After Dark in a long time. So, if you do want to hear what we get up to After Dark... You son of a bitch. You can, you can just by heading over to a Patreon, flicking us a little bit of money, and then you will get what we're about to talk about now. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.